It's the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, a show all about church communications and digital ministry. Come hang out with us. Hey, Megan, I'm really digging the standing up and recording podcast vibe we've got going on. You know, it's brand new. It's brand new to us. And I think it's the right call. I think we've made the, uh, you know, the exact right pivot from the sit to the stand. Exactly. I have a lot more energy when I stand up. Go figure. It's weird. It's really weird. I went and got this standing desk and it has the automated controls on it. So it's like, it's like a, a robot that I can command. Except does yours, like, does it stop if there's something caught in between? I like haven't if tested that yet. Stick your head in between. I don't want to find spaces, out. Push the lowest button and just see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. That's actually a really good question. Maybe I'll try that. <laughs> Is it like a garage door that like somehow knows when it touches something that it shouldn't and it stops or goes back up? Who well, knows? that's what I'm asking. I'll have to, I'll have to get back with you and report. Yeah. Um, try a cantaloupe maybe instead of your face. Well, I don't, know, I don't really have a cantaloupe, but I do have a face. So, well, you know. oh no, we'll see. We'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, here. this might be the last week of the Seminary of Art House podcast. <laughs> I'll come back and my, my speech will be imped, impeded and be like, what happened? Uh, experiment. Um, <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Experiment, experiment went wrong. Man, something I should have delegated to someone else. But here's what we're talking Speaking about today. Speaking of delegation. That was, that was like the best transition I think anyone could have ever asked for. Was it though? It was, was so it? smooth. It really was, smooth. I, I really, You just like, you know, crept delegation in there, like in <laughs> just the right spot. It fits so well. Speaking of getting my friends to do things I don't want to do, let's talk about delegation today. And on the show is my friend, Paul. Uh, Paul, is, Paul Fleming is a great guy. And you've worked with Paul, right? I have. I have worked with Paul. I loved working with Paul. Yeah, How many too. times can we talk about and say the name Paul? Paul. Just in case you missed it, his name's Paul, and he is fantastic. We He runs uh, 20,000 businesses. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> but you might know him from Church Inc. Church Inc. Uh, a couple other church you probably swag. Won't. Yeah, Church Swag. Definitely would know him there. Um, some others that are not in the church space that you, you wouldn't know, maybe, mm-hmm. unless you've dealt with marketing things like that church um, com team church com team is what he works with me he's actually helped with uh some text in church he's helping those guys with some things pretty cool um yeah so paul is a serial entrepreneur that's what we call him and it's around yeah he is he is a super good guy in, in so many ways we met, i met paul like in some of the church communication facebook circles and you know, conferences and things like that and realize we live together. We live close to each other and we're in the same city together. And, um, you know, Paul and I were talking, have lunch and just kind of came up with the church comm team idea. And so he and I are running that together. That's going really well. So you probably will hear a little bit about that before we get to hit our conversation. But, um, Paul is, is really great. He's been a senior pastor. He's, he's done some really great things. Uh, communication director, senior pastor, church planter. He's done all that. And today, um, I want to play our conversation I had with, with him on delegation. Um, I think with pastors and communication directors, both we delegate. Sometimes we, we don't really know how to do that well, or we don't even know how to get the things that are in our head out so other people can have the task and be delegated to. And in fact, I'd say 
if someone says, I don't have anybody to delegate to. Which is a position a lot of us are in. Yes. A lot of times the solution to that is not, I don't have anybody to delegate to. It's that I don't know how to delegate to other people because it feels like it's too much of a, of a waste of time. It takes more time to delegate than it does to actually just do it myself. So we're going to get to that. We're going to talk about how to delegate properly, how to check in on things, how to create feedback systems, things like that, that we're going to discuss in this, in this conversation that are really helpful for communication directors to get things out of their head and into a project management tool somewhere where other people can help them. And then also for pastors who understand how to delegate what tasks they need to delegate to communication directors or how to delegate to even their administrative staff, things like that. So we're just going to have a really good conversation about delegation in general, how to do it well. And Paul is pretty much a master of that stuff. It's what he coaches leaders at church comm team to do. Mm -hmm. He really is. I learned a lot sitting underneath him about uh, how to lead sideways, how to lead people that are right next to you, not just who work for you, but lead your peers um, he runs a very, you know, large complex business with a very small team and mm-hmm. he's able to do that because he's highly effective, um, and just really good at what he does. So I'm really excited to hear what he has to say. This is an area of my career and life that is a weakness for me. I am mm-hmm. not great at delegation. I am not great at, um, task management and, and all of the stuff that Paul really excels at. So yeah. And you know, what's, good. what's funny is I, I really wasn't either. And, and working with him and church comm team, he's really trained me and taught me a lot about mm-hmm. how to pass off tasks and responsibility while still being in charge of it. Um, yes. You know, and that's really difficult to do. You know, I think a lot of communication directors don't realize that we're really called to lead a group of communicators if we can, if we can, if we can pay people or we have volunteers and, and not necessarily just do everything ourselves. And, you know, we're not there for all of our skills. We don't have all the skills. None of us do. So how do you delegate your weakness and make sure it gets done well and then lead that person well? And that's that's an interesting take. And so uh, we're going to talk to Paul and listen to my conversation with him. And I hope that this really helps you with your delegation uh, tactics and take some of these notes. And, um, you know, you can apply it to your business, your job, your as a communication director, as a pastor. You could just take these and apply them right now and you'll start seeing some immediate results. There might be a little friction, mm-hmm. might be a few is. learning curves, might be difficult. It really Always may, are. it really may be something you, you're like, I hate this at first. It, <laughs> it honestly might, but stick with it, stay with it three months and see how you feel. And you'll realize you're actually doing so much more because mm-hmm. it's not just you. This is a little off topic, but this is such a good, it's a little apropos for what we're talking about now. I had somebody tell me once that, you know, we're just talking about confidence and you being in a position like confidence is not something that you're born with. It's something that you build. And so one of the things that we hate as humans is we hate change because it puts us in a place of feeling like we're incompetent, mm-hmm. but you should never, ever take your feeling of competency as a measurement for whether or not you're doing a good job. Yeah. Take it as you're growing. I wonder, you know, if, if, I mean, we, th- we look at the world God created, it is cyclical, it's seasonal, and, and change is part of it. In fact, change is part of us, and yet we feel so resistant to it. I wonder if it's the actual sin nature within us that is at resistance to this change, because that's mm-hmm. how we're made. I wonder if there's a part of that that's true. 
um, thinking out loud here. Um, but I wonder if maybe that's one of the ways we rebel against how God made us is that we resist change. I wonder. And we don't like to be weak. We don't like to be yeah. in a place of not feeling like we got it all together. Yeah. Well, that's, this conversation yeah. is going to be really, really helpful for you uh, if delegation is an issue. So let's get to it. Let's jump into our conversation with Paul Fleming from Brand Swivel slash Church Inc. slash Church Com Team slash all the other places that you know. Hey, everybody. Today, my guest is Paul Fleming. Paul is a trusted voice in the church comms space nationally and has served as both a lead pastor in a church planter and a communications pastor at Lake Point in Dallas, uh, just to name one of those places. Uh, Paul is also the founder of Church Inc. and Church Swag and many other businesses that are too many to name. Uh, he serves in the print promotional and signage needs with those companies, with thousands of churches. Uh, currently, he's the co-founder with me of an amazing company called Church Comm Team amazing. that we're very excited about, which uh, gives you a full team of comms professionals for the price of one full-time employee. And it also helps your church communicate you know, well in the digital space in an extremely powerful and gospel-centered way. So uh, very excited to be doing that with, with, with him. So everybody, welcome. Paul Fleming. How's it going, man? Hey guys, how are you, Seth? Good to see you, man. I'm good. Um, it's been a good for us. It's been well, I won't say 2020 has been good. We started a business in the absolute worst year possible, right? But it was fun. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, we learned a lot. Absolutely. Uh, I remember we were we were having lunch when you lived near here nearby me. Um, yeah. And uh, we were just talking about I was working at church. You were working in Church Inc. And we were just kind of talking about communications in the world and how it was going in the church space. And uh, I don't even remember how we came up with this idea. It was like, was I frustrated and just asking for Who advice? knows, man? <laughs> I mean, you know, that's what good food does to you. It helps you come up with great ideas. So it, it somewhere does. down the road, we we came up with this. Hey, we what if we and we should, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it was over Tex-Mex, I believe, or either that or barbecue. That's, that's, Probably. All you, that's all you eat. In that's the only two things I've ever eaten with you, Seth. So it had to be one of those. You know, that might be true. That might actually be the, be the truth. That's, I can't remember. We've had coffee, but I think that's the only place we've eaten. I have pretty a much. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty particular. Um, so when we were meeting about that, just to say a few words about church comm team, it was definitely, we felt a need and wanted to serve more churches with it. And so far going really well, really having a good Great. time. Yeah. Um, churches in Florida, some Texas, some others, you know, so, um, really happy to be able to do that with you. It's been fun, but through that process, you know, um, I mentioned earlier, you're a serial entrepreneur. You do all kinds right. of, all kinds of things. You lead a lot of different things. Um, that involves a ton of delegation, which I have learned a lot from you about. So I wanted to bring you on to talk about delegation because you seem to do it really naturally. Well, I know it probably didn't just, it doesn't come naturally. You probably learned it. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, I, I think that delegation is one of those hard skills, right? It's not a soft skill. It's one of those things you just kind of work at it, work at it, work at it. Yes. And um, so I can tell you a lot of really bad horror stories mm -hmm. of when I didn't know what in the world I was doing and I totally screwed it up. Um, and I probably still do that today, but I'm getting better at it. So, yeah. Well, it, delegation is something we all know we should do, um, but then we kind of don't do it. Um, but I would ask you this. Why is it important we work hard at this, right? Why is it important we, we build that skill 
Why is delegation something that every good church leader, whether you're a communication director, senior pastor, whoever, you need to be able to delegate? And, and there's a reason for that. What do you feel like the reason for that is? Well, I think there's a bunch, actually. You know, normally what we first think of is time, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I need more bandwidth and I need more time. So I got to learn how to delegate. Um, the reality is that if we only think about delegation in terms of our time, it's a very selfish way to look at delegation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, delegation really has a lot of facets. I mean, number one, it's good stewardship. Uh, if you're getting paid by a church or well, it doesn't matter who you're getting paid by. Um, delegation is actually a way for you to maximize your value to the company or the organization. And so it's good stewardship. Um, but I think another reason is it's, it's, it's a mindset of development. Like you're helping someone else develop. So it's not just about you and me like, Oh, I'm glad I delegated that because now I got an extra time to go play. Um, this is about helping someone else grow as a leader. And if they don't ever get the level of responsibility that you've had, they can't grow. Um, I also think delegation is more, it's an efficiency thing, Mm -hmm. right? So like, if we want to be efficient at what we do and how we lead at some point, you know, we've only got so many hours in the day and so many, you know, weeks in the year we can only do so much. And so it helps us be more efficient. So, um, so you're kind of saying like, it's not necessarily about just getting the tasks done. Cause I think that's how I think about delegate or did. And, and I, I think a lot of it's do. it's about getting things done, but really, it, I mean, that's part of it. We can't ignore that, but there's another half of it. The other side of the coin of, am I actually discipling someone? Am I, am I investing in someone? Am I helping yeah. lead someone? And that's a part of delegation. I don't know that we, do we value that? Do you feel? Well, I don't, th- I think we probably inherently value it. We just don't talk about it that much. Right. Yeah. And so delegation seems like one of those words that's very uh, me, me, me centered. Like I got to delegate because mm-hmm. that's going to make me look like a better leader. And that's going to make me more accomplished. And that's going to, you know, get things off my plate. When the reality is delegation, I think has so many more facets to it. I think I would also say that, um, we get the best out of each other when we're delegating as a team. And so, you know, the creativity comes to the top. Um, Even if we are talking about time, if if delegation saves me five hours a week and that allows me to be more creative with my time, then um, that's a huge thing. Um, I think that when we don't delegating, I'm sorry, when we're we're not delegating, we don't delegate. I, I get the sense that for me, that an organization doesn't get the best of me if I'm trying to do it all. Yes, um, They true. don't get the best of me and we don't get the best of others. Spread yourself too thin. Um, what's that? You spread yourself too thin. You can't, yeah. you literally can't do it all. Yeah. And you, you're just head down and you're trying to, you know, I got to get this stuff done. Instead of like being more creative and thinking, hey, look, now I've freed up some time to be um, I think a lot of times in, in delegation and, and task, we do things that we're good at. Um, we don't always do things we're exceptional at. And so delegation actually is a good stewardship moment for us because it allows me to offload the things that I'm, I'm good at, but I'm not great at, so that I can live more in the things that I'm exceptional at. Absolutely. Um, and we talk about that more later. But. Sure. But, uh, and, and I hear you say it like, cause I know, and you know, this is that with communications in any church square one is a full time thing, even at a small church of a hundred people to do social websites, live streaming, uh, 
you know, email marketing, any kind of advertisements. There's so many things that it's like, it literally is kind of too much for one person to do well. And I think many, many churches will hire that one part-time person or even a full-time person. You might be in a position like that, but uh, you know that you feel that stress. So in the back of our minds, we know we need to delegate. Like we, we get it. I think what you just said as to why it's important. I think we all agree with that. Like we get that. Sure. So why is it so difficult then for us to actually do it? Yeah, that is a really good question. And it, it it's a scary question because it takes some introspection that we mm-hmm. don't always like. Right. So yeah. uh, I think as leaders, we're always growing um, and learning more about ourselves anyway, but this is one of those places that will really expose some things about us that we don't necessarily like. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about a couple of reasons. I think we don't delegate um, one. Um, a lot of this, you know, depends on your personality type and whether or not you like affirmation or not and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But especially people who are high on the affirmation scale, um, they like the affirmation of I did this, I got this done. And so I made these tasks happen. And so I think sometimes the reason know. we don't delegate, I don't know anybody like that, Paul. I know. I know, I know. Neither one of us are like that. We nope. hate it. Nope. Um, not at all. But I think that one of the reasons we don't delegate is because we kind of like the accolades of, of us being the successful person. Um, and that's something we need to really pay attention to is like, are we helping someone else be successful or is it just about, about me? Um, but that's just more of a philosophical reason. Mm-hmm. I think logistically, there's a couple of reasons that we don't delegate very well. One, we tried it and we failed. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, and I hear people say, yeah, I, I try to delegate and man, it just didn't work. It was, it was easier for me to do it myself. Right. Have yeah. you ever said that? Oh yeah. Or oh, yeah. man, it's just faster. I mean, I can do this so much faster. I'll just do it myself. Um, and so we're, we're thinking like in the short term and we're not thinking about the 100 other future times that we could have delegated this off and I didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just thinking about in the now. And usually that's because we didn't plan very well. True. And so one of the reasons we don't delegate is because we procrastinate. And so if you procrastinate, you, it's really hard to really delegate. And I'll talk about this in a second. But if you procrastinate, let's use a bunch of eight words, okay? Um, if you procrastinate, uh, and you're going to end up not delegating, but abdicating. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I procrastinated, procrastinated, procrastinated. And now it's like, oh. I just got to get this off my plate. And I think I delegated when I really abdicated. And so then someone goes, they listen to this podcast and they go, oh man, I, I tried delegating and it just, it failed. Um, you know, there's, there's good failure and there's bad failure, right? Seth? Right. I mean, good right. failure is something we all should be doing regularly. We should fail forward, right? Yes. Make some things, mess up. And then we learn from it and go, how do we fix this? How do we get better? Bad failure, though, I think is what happens in delegation a lot, right? We, mm-hmm. we failed, we assigned something to someone thinking that was delegation. They dropped the ball. And then we said, okay, I want to take it all back. I'm not gonna do that again. And that's a bad failure, because we yeah. can learn something about how to do it. Yeah, and I often feel like when when that's the case, we, we've delegated something, but we didn't delegate it well, we get angry with the person we delegated it to. And, and they're like, they failed. And so we now don't trust them when really what happened was we didn't delegate very well. There's a way to do it. And, and before we go further, for those of of our listeners who are a little bit on my plane, what does abdicate mean? (laughs) 
<laughs> abdicate basically abdication is the opposite of responsibility it's basically pushing off onto someone else the the ultimate responsibility yeah. and blame and i think that's what happens a lot when we delegate yes. um i can dive into this for a second because it's 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 a good way to explain I think a lot of times when I say we abdicate, don't delegate, I think of the proverbial hot potato illustration, right? Mm -hmm. So we've got this task, however we got it. Uh, someone gave it to us or just inherent to our job. And we're like, man, I'm busy. I don't want this hot potato. So it's like, here, you take the hot potato. Yeah. And we don't give you any instructions about what to do with that task or anything like that. We don't set you up to win. And so that's abdication. And then what happens a lot, and this is unfortunate, uh, is that whoever got the hot potato and they got stuck with it at the end of the game, yeah, um, they didn't know what they were doing and they didn't have the resources to win. And so they failed. And so what do we do? Well, we go, oh man, that person, they're so incompetent, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I would never trust that guy to do again or that girl to do it again because every time they screw it up, you know? And so we began to build this false narrative about other people and their skill set because really we abdicated. We didn't delegate. Um, yeah. And so I think that's a huge deal, well, actually. I see that most like with my kids, you know, my kids are young, you know, and I, I give them tasks. You know, I say um, today before your mom gets home around six, I want you to vacuum the house and mom gets home at six. And if I didn't go tell them again or make sure they did it, they're not going to do it. Right. And I, and I yeah. feel like, is that delegation? It feels like I'm doing work. You know, well, I am, but I'm also training them to be responsible. I'm investing in my kid to teach yeah. them, like, think about this, get it done. And, and so in a way, I feel like there's a, there's a, there's a tendency when we delegate to, to want to kind of set it and forget it because it's, it's something we're just trying to get off our plate and not trying to make sure it's done. Well, and, and I know that maybe that's not fair, but, uh, cause we're all overwhelmed. But the point is, is that delegation is not simply giving a task to someone else. That's abdication. Right. When, right. when you're delegating, it can be abdication. It's it not can necessarily be. abdication, but it can be if fair. we don't, you know, prop it up with some extra things. Right. Fair point. What are some of those things that we need to do in order to make a delegation? Yeah. Well, a couple come to mind. Uh, one is, and I think this is, comes back to why we don't delegate mm -hmm. uh, because it takes time. Um, but lack of communication is a big thing. It, it's probably the number one killer of delegation. Yeah. Um, I've got stuff up in my head and I've been mulling over it, you know, whenever that was, maybe you were in the shower and you had this great idea and you're like, oh, I, get the, I don't have time to do it. Well, then you go tell someone I want that done, but you don't communicate really the full download of, of what you want. So we haven't communicated expectations. Mm -hmm. We haven't communicated um, uh, enough details, you know, and this is a little tricky. You don't want to give someone so many details that they're just a carbon copy of you because that, you know, steals their creativity, but you got to give them enough so that they can have a box to work in. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a big deal uh, is not communicating. Um, I think another, you know, whatever failure of that is not giving resources. Um, and so, you know, um, a, a great example of that in today's digital world might be like, hey, I want you to go update our social media pages. Great. But you set up the social media account. You've got the password. I don't have that. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. And so then three days later, like, hey, I don't see any new posts. Well, that's because you didn't give me what I need to log into the social media site. Right. So right. that's just a lame example. 
but it's a great example of how delegation fails because we go, go do this, not realizing that yeah. I still have to give you five or 10 or 15% of the, of the way there Mm-hmm. so that you can take it the rest of the way. And um, yes. that's a, that's a pretty big failure. That's point. actually a good illustration because um, I don't know how many, t- many people who listen to that example would say about the so- social media, go update. Um, well, then the person you ask should have asked for those passwords, you know? Yeah. You know what? They should have, but you're investing in them. They're doing you a favor. Right. So you're the one that really needs to make sure they have the passwords. It's your job to That's think right. through everything that they're going to need and give it to them so that Absolutely. you can pass that task off to them and they can do it well. So it's kind of a cop out to think that way. I've heard that. I've said that, um, you know, like, well, they should have asked me, tell me when you need stuff. People don't do that. It's the same thing. Like with my kids, my kids should have made sure they set an alarm on their phone so they'd know to vacuum the house before mom got home. They're not going to do that unless I go, Hey, right now, I want you to take your phone out, set an alarm for four o'clock. And when that goes off, I want you to go vacuum the house. Stop what you're doing. Okay. And then vacuums in the closet. You know how to hook it up. Yeah. Okay. Empty the, empty the canister first. You know, it's like, I'm telling them what to do. And how long does it take me to do that? Paul five minutes. Right. Versus, coming downstairs and you know, five 45 and seeing it's not done. Then I'm going to go be the one to grab the vacuum and go do it really fast, which is the equivalent yeah. of, I can just do it faster myself. And that's what will happen. It comes. Yeah. Through. And I think that in that example that you gave, you know, you're right. In some respects as an employee, my mixed metaphors, or a, a child or whatever, yeah. we have a, the onus is somewhat on us. If someone yes. gives you a task, it's, it's, we got to go figure it out. Right. And that's something I really care about a lot is, you know, you just go figure it out. But even so, as a leader, we need to set that expectation. So we might say to them, hey, I want you to go update. And I don't know what's all involved in that. So can we meet again this afternoon? And when we come back, can you kind of think through all the things that you might need from me in order to do that task? And so maybe you've now placed the onus on them. But again, you've given them some parameters of I'm here to help you and I'm here to give you what you need but I need you to kind of help figure out what those things are. That's acceptable. Um, This brings me actually to another thing though, is that one of the reasons that delegation fails is because of a lack of a system. Absolutely. And so I think that every good leader needs to think about their system of delegation, which is something I'm passionate about. And that is every time I give you a task, I need to be thinking systemically, okay, they're going to need these three things for me, you know, access, communication, or whatever those things are that we set. And when we don't do that, we don't have a system for like delegating consistently, then we're actually failing them. And so I think a a big part of that is a system. Let me give an example of this. Um, The first time that I had my own executive assistant, Mm. Um, man, I thought this was so cool, man. I've got my own executive assistant. The problem is <laughs> nothing, I had no idea how to lead an executive assistant. Nothing like hiring someone on to help you will let you know how bad you are at this. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and honestly, you know, when you're brand new in your career, whatever, you've got your first employee, if you will, that you manage, you're not going to get it right. And that's why right. talks like this will help. But I remember thinking, oh, I, I got an assistant now. And so now she can book all my travel. And so uh, I remember the first time, right? I said, hey, uh, name not to be said. Uh, I said, hey, um, I, I'm going to go to Denver. I need you to book all my travel. All right, great. 
done and I just delegate it. And I'm thinking, man, I'm the probably the best leader in the whole wide world now because <laughs> I just delegated this and it was great. And well, she'll figure it uh, out. She knows what pro- travel is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, she knows. Yeah. She knows what planes are. I mean, yeah. you know, come on, this is easy. She's done that. And so um, <laughs> the reality is though, that um, I, I said, great, that's done. And, you know, I said, it's off my plate, hot potato. You got it. Yep. It's all yours. Then I show up at the airport uh, several weeks later, and I realize that um, I'm on the absolute worst airline that I, I hate and I never like to fly on. I realized that uh, it wasn't booked properly, so I had to pay three times extra for my bags when I checked in. I was booked on the middle seat at the back of the plane. And when I got to my destination, I was booked with the most economical budget rental car, not, not the brand budget, but like the cheapest rental car. It put you and in it a took fit. me like an hour and a half to get my car. And then I checked into my hotel and it was like subpar and it just wasn't, and I'm not trying to be too much of a snob, but I do travel a lot. I've traveled the world and I have a certain level of, mm-hmm. you know, expectations that I'm looking for. And so that was a miserable trip. Now whose fault was that Seth? Was it my assistant's fault? Oh yeah. Because I mean, she, she screwed all that up. No, that was my fault. And I think that what happens in delegation is a lot of times without the delegation mindset, we might say to them, I don't like my assistant, man. She is so incompetent. She did this, this she did that. She... When in fact, I came back from that trip and I said, all right, let's have a little chat. Let's build a system. And so we actually sat down and put some parameters together, said, yeah. I don't ever want to be in the middle seat. Uh, I always <laughs> want to be in the aisle seat. That's my seat. If there's yeah. not an aisle seat on that plane, Agreed. then get me another plane. Agreed. Um, you know, um, I only want to book Hertz because Hertz is so much more efficient and I can get in, get my car in five minutes. There's no hassle, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and then, you know, here's all my passwords to all of my reward points. Here's my reward numbers. And so we created a system so that in the future, when I said, Hey, I'm going to go to Denver, let's book. It was like spot on. And so I say all that to say that, um, having a system in place and communicating expectations right up front in a way that we're going to do it is part of the delegation matrix. And if we don't do that, we're going to fail. Mm-hmm. We're going to be disappointed. We're going to be disappointed with another person and it's just not going to go good. So in all of that, you learned the lesson, obviously, like how to do that. Um, does do you, When you're trying to decide what you delegate or even how you delegate, do you have to experience it? I mean, are, are there some things that you, I guess what I'm asking is how do you know what to delegate? Like when you, when your plate's really full, you know, you're going to have to do these extra steps to do it. Well, how do you make that decision? Like what, what do you, how do you make the decision of what to get off your plate and how to end to delegate to someone else? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Uh, and I think it's more of an art than a science. Yeah. Um, but let me give you a couple of parameters that I think about when I think of delegation. Um, and let me preface this by saying this, just like anything else in life, learning to delegate is going to cost you a little bit more upfront than it will later. And so you may be in kind of that headspace right now where you didn't hire in time. And so now you're completely frazzled and you got to delegate fast and you get it wrong because you're just in that mode right now. So if you'll put some principles in place now, though, the next time you hire or down the road, you'll get better at it. Okay. But um, what do you delegate and and how that, how how do you go about that? The first thing I would say is I think that delegation starts with a mindset and the mindset is 
my bias is that I'm going to delegate every single thing that I can, everything. I'm going to delegate everything. Now, really? realistically, I'm not really going to, but my bias, my mindset is whatever I'm doing right now, I eventually want to delegate. I think that's the starting point. And so um, what do I delegate? Well, I delegate, there's a couple levels. One, anything that I'm bad at, I want to delegate. Amen. Right? Yeah. Right. So Absolutely. If I'm terrible at it and it's going to take me forever to do it, I need to get that off my plate because that's really bad use of my time. And yeah. it's actually cheating my employer uh, and, because. And, and I'll say too on that to break in here is that we often misunderstand what we're bad at. We, we think we're bad at something because we don't enjoy it, but we might actually be good at it. Something, uh, something that I, I noticed is like, like I'm good at painting and, and not like art walls. I'm good at painting walls with a roller. I don't even use a drop cloth, dude. I don't want to do that. Okay. And right. so you might be the one you're like, I like doing the website, but you're really slow at it. And you're not yeah. really the best, you know, designer for the website. And you don't really understand the code as much, but you really enjoy it. And so you don't want to mm -hmm. delegate that. That's not a good rubric to work with. Yeah. So it's not. So and it's like, what are you bad at? Needs some definition, I think, for everybody. Right. Yeah. Um, bad meaning the things that if you tried for the next million years, you'd never be an expert at. There you go. <laughs> right? That's a great, so, that's a great. To, to me, that's the way I think of it. Like yeah, there's too. some things that like I could try as much as I ever want, but I will never be Patrick Mahomes ever, ever, mm. ever, ever, ever. Um, and so I'm bad at that. I need to delegate the task, a, right? Is that a sports um, guy? That, that should be like the easy I call it the cookies on the lower shelf, the easy things to yeah. delegate. Like, look, let's just get the bad things off my plate and give it to someone else. The second category that was in what you just said, which is things I'm good at, but don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, I think that delegation is a lot about energy. And so Agreed. the more I delegate the right things, the more energy I gain. And so I'll give you a great example of this. I'm actually a numbers guy. I'm pretty good with it. And, you know, I've worked together and you know that yeah, um, I've been very thankful think, for that. I think budgets, I think like numbers, I think that that's, I go there, right. I'm fiscally minded. Um, but so I'm not terrible at spreadsheets. I'm actually pretty, pretty good at that's spreadsheets. True. And that's true. Uh, over the years I've had to spin up and, you know, I call it, we put dancing monkeys in the spreadsheets. We can, you know, click on this button and it does fancy yeah. things. I can do that just because out of sheer, like had to. But I'm going to tell you something. I hate doing that. It's like stick a needle in my <laughs> eye. Problem is I'm good at it. And so because yeah. I'm good at it, um, I keep sticking it back on my plate or I did for years because I'm like, oh, I can do this. It's no big deal. You yeah. know, why should I pay someone else to do this when I can do this? Um, but it drained me. And so mm -hmm. I think that's another thing is even if you're good at it, but you're not getting energy from it. Um, and, and I think energy is the better word than enjoyment. There's some things that you just I don't too. enjoy. I think that, that's a good analogy. Yeah. Like, like you may enjoy, like you might get energy if back to the sports analogy, you're Patrick Mahomes, you might get energy from playing football, but in the moment, you probably don't really enjoy sitting in an ice cold bath to, you know, re recover your muscles. Right. right. So enjoyment is not always the same as energy, you, you know, getting energy out of something. I think the things that you don't want to ever delegate, though, are the things that you're exceptional at and that give you energy. Good. So those and there's probably 10 percent of the things that you do that fit in that category. Um, and you need to find out what they are, 
you need to go, man, when I do this, you, you and I were talking about this the other day, because we were on a call with a client. I said, man, when I'm consulting and doing this, I could do that all day long. And I don't even have to prepare that much for it because it's just, I, I can just jump in and do it. Right. Yes. I don't ever want to delegate that. I would never want to go to say, Hey, you know, go do some consulting for me because that's my, that's, that's what I love. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just like I would never say, Hey, go talk to some, this guy about star Wars for me. I'm going to do that. That's my yeah. love. That's what I love to do. <laughs> I will not. Paul loves Star Wars. You delegate is something that is repeatable. Yeah. Um, and so that's good too. You know, the reality is that just because, you know, there's sometimes we're like, oh, I can do this myself and I'll just do it. And really, we're just being lazy and not delegating. There are other times it's like, I need to go do this one thing and I only need to do it one time. Mm -hmm. And I don't really need to delegate that. It's not worth the delegation effort. So we want to look for things that we can repeat over and over again. We want to look for systems and like every Tuesday, I want you to do this. Every Thursday, I want you to do this. Every morning, I want you to do this. Or this is a recurring task. We want to look for things like that, that we can put a system around and go, that's something that would be worth my while to train someone else to do yeah. and get it off my plate. It's, it's uh, one of my favorite Andy Stanley statements that I've ever heard him say is only do what only you can do. Yeah, that's I love, right. I love that. Um, let's talk about only what we can do. Um, I know that in churches, sometimes we get a budget and um, we, we're, we're, I don't know what it is. We're reluctant to spend money and we're very reluctant to spend money on not only just tools and, you know, items and equipment and things like that. We try to budget and be good stewards, but we often don't spend money on help on people. So when we start talking about how to delegate, some of us might be in a position where um, we don't have anybody to delegate to. And, and, that, and that's what they say. Now we can also say there's volunteers, you got to find volunteers or you can hire people. Um, so before we get into that, I want to say that use your budget and the best thing you can invest in your budget, invest in with your budget, especially in communications is people, not just the people you're serving, but people to help you. So if, if you can find part of your budget and pay for someone in your church to help you out 10 hours a week or go to Upwork or go somewhere like that and find someone that can help you with some of these tasks, that is a great use of budget that helps you delegate. Um, so speaking of that, Paul, when, when you're in a volunteer situation, what are some of the things you might look for when you're the only one around you think? What, what, what is that mentality and how do you get out of it? Um, that's a great question. So I think it comes back to, like you said, the mentality, the mindset that there's, here, here's what I think. I, I think that the best leaders are resourceful leaders. Yes. Um, learning to be resourceful with what you have is like a critical skill. And if, if you don't think creatively, you're going to get stuck. And so I think that even if you're on a low budget and you have a small team, you need to, um, as a friend of mine used to say, um, you, you've got to act small, but think big. And so, you know, That's right good. now, yeah, I got to do this, but I've always got my eye on the ball of how could I get this to a point where I don't have to keep doing this. And so um, a couple of things you can do is one log everything that you do. Um, yep. This is maybe a silly example, but get it out of your I'm head. And like, a, what's that? Get it out of your head. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I used to use Basecamp a lot when I, when I was going to hire someone for a position several years ago, uh, I'm like, man, I don't even know how to form this job description. We've never had it before. 
And so for three months prior to interviewing, I just started logging in a list, all the things that were involved. And before you knew it, I had a, I had a job description that was ready to go Mm -hmm. because it was logged. And so I think that, you know, even if you have no one to hire and you just need to get volunteers involved, um, logging all the things that, that you do is a really critical part because it's part of the future system that you're going to develop. Right. Yes. that's. I think another thing you can do is, you know, we have so many free tools on the market today that are available to churches. You don't have to have a big budget to automate some things. And so, you know, delegation, if you think about it like this, Seth, delegation is not always about delegating to people. Um, reality is um, True. you delegate to software, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you, l- this is a silly example, but it's actually legitimate, right? There was a time years and years and years and years and years ago before we all had iPhones and fancy email software that, you know, probably the first email program, somebody got an email and they had to go you know, have someone check and how many emails they had and how many I need to respond to. Right now, this course that's automated and we take it for granted. It's like Absolutely. bing, bing, bing. It automatically tells me you got 20 messages you need to respond to, or it automatically responds to somebody with an auto responder, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you think of it like this, that's actually a form of delegation. Yes. And so there are a lot of tools out there that are not hard to use. They're not expensive or they're free. But you can say, you know, hey, when this happens, I want this software to automatically do this for me. And so delegation is not just always about people, uh, but it's about uh, thinking uh, in terms of automation. And um, you don't have to be a nerd uh, like me to do that. And you don't have to be rich uh, because a lot of these tools are super, super, super uh, simple. I'll name a couple. One is Zapier. Um, yeah. IFFT is another one. If this, then that. Uh, those are both two easy little software tools that connect to most of the tools you're already using anyway that you can just kind of play around with and go, I want to automate that, right? And um, so I, I got a little sidetracked there with technology, Sorry. but um, I think it, no, it's good. Your question. In fact, in the last uh, couple episodes, go back and you'll see that uh, we did a, an episode on project management and on uh, some of the, and a lot of those are automated. And, you know, we use at church comp team, we use monday.com and that's one you pay for, you know, it's a little, I use Trello as well. I like Trello has a lot of automations. Monday's a ton of automations. Asana really you don't have that as much. So that's one of the drawbacks there. I think you can, you can pay for those, but I don't know you, they don't come standard. Um, I believe Basecamp has some, but anyway, the point is, is that with Zapier and all the other tools that you mentioned, you can make those things automate and you have MailChimp, you have constant contact. Those have automation options. So when somebody joins your list, it sends them an email. You don't have to do everything, you know, and, and if you can spend a little time setting all those, those actions up or getting someone who understands that and really loves it to help you set those up, then you'll be getting those types of things off your plate so that you can automatically do your job when you're asleep. That's great. Anything you can. Yeah. And you can let's do like add that. to that because it's not, again, back to where we started this conversation. It's not just about us, but if we hire people, other people on our team, we need to develop that delegation culture and say, Hey guys, I also want you mm-hmm. to automate this or that, because there's no reason for you to be repeating something. Um, and yeah. Some people are struggling with that. And so sometimes as a leader, as you, I'm getting beyond the volunteer side, but when you do hire people, um, 
sometimes it's hard to get them to delegate. And so part of our job is to help them learn how to delegate. We just had this discussion with a client the other day, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Um, Where we literally needed to say, you need to hold this person accountable. Part of their job description is the amount of things they delegate. And so part of the the KPI, the key performance indicator they need to provide is, hey, this month I was able to delegate this, 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 and that. Um, that was a way of teaching that person how to delegate better. And so um, it's not just about us delegating, but the people we hire, we need to start right at the get out of the gate and say, right. we want you to be efficient. And so let's delegate as much as we can. And that helps us to, like you said, scale and train somebody else and build your team. And I love the idea of sit down and write out and log kind of the things that need to happen. And if you don't know where to even start with that, just start writing down the things you do that you don't want to do anymore. And start with that. That's a good place to start. And then you kind of go, which ones of these do I need to be the one doing this? And what's left, you might have a job description for a very specific person that you can then go and ask a volunteer and say, here's your list of things I need you to do. Then you can start building those descriptions and those systems off of that and actually bring that person in. So, you know, I would say that for our listeners, that's the homework tonight is if you don't have job descriptions for the people you know you need. I know in church comm team, we've been working for years, months on what, what positions we want to hire before we were ever in any position to hire anyone. We were like, where, mm-hmm. where do we see these, these needs so that we can already have that so that when we're ready, we can hire someone quick and we can train them quick and we can get moving quick because we know that the world of church moves quick. Uh, even well, the world of church communications moves quick. The world of church and everything else tends to move kind of slow, but the world of communications moves really, really fast. So, um, delegation, let me say a, huge a part word about that. that really quick Seth, is that a lot of times I think people get to a place, right. And this has happened to you and I both, mm-hmm. you, you get a lot of new pro like you may be in a season, uh, like let's say if you're in church, it's around Christmas and Easter or summer camp or whatever. You're in a season where you're just completely buried. And so a lot of times you think, oh, I got to hire someone and I need them to work 40 hours a week so they can take all this stuff. And really the, the reality is you're in like fire out, fire put, putting out mode. And so you're not yep. thinking clearly about what you actually need. One of the things that um, we do together and I think that um, we've worked on together a lot is um, using a tool like Upwork. Instead of going out and saying, I need to hire someone 20 hours a week or 40 hours a week, um, Thinking, going to a place like Upwork and going, I need someone who is going to go find me um, these 100 things on the web that I need to find. Like maybe it's a bunch of websites or go find me 10 tools that'll do this. Um, It's not a full-time job. It's not a part-time job. It's a one-off job. Mm -hmm. And I think part of delegating is knowing, being resourceful and going, hey, here's a person over here that I could say, I just need you for two hours and only two hours, but I need you to go take this. And that's not, it's administrative work that I don't need to be doing. Yeah. And you don't have to commit. It's a contract job. And I think for me, like when I look at leaders, not utilizing tools like this, um, it kind of makes me sad because I'm like, I feel like you're wasting a lot of time of your valuable time and you're not giving the best of yourself to your organization. Right. And there's somebody over here that for $8 an hour will do a simple task for you and yes. it's, it's going to be good. And as the idea of remote work and hired work and freelance work grows in the church, I think we're going to see that more and more. Um, we'll put a link to Upwork in the show notes for you guys and all these other things that we talked about as well. Paul, any last parting shots of wisdom before we get out of here? At least tell us where we can connect with you other than obviously church comm team. 
Um, man, I, I think the last thing I would just say is that I, I think that as leaders, we need to own this thing called delegation. And we need to stop mm -hmm. abdicating. Uh, we need to uh, really create this delegation mindset and think, man, every single day of my life, is there something else that I can delegate so that I can add more value to my mm -hmm. organization by giving them the best part of myself yes. and uh, stop blaming people and stop, you know, uh, putting the responsibility, the hot potato on someone else's lap and do what I got to do in order to uh, go, go full circle with this delegation process. Um, mm -hmm. For me, man, I'd love to connect with any anyone uh, here uh, in the audience. And just um, you can find me on Facebook. Um, all of my my social channels are cast your vision uh, because that's something I'm passionate about is uh, casting vision to others. So Instagram, I'm cast your vision and uh, Facebook as well. But um, yeah, I'd love to connect with you and talk more uh, a little deeper about how we could help you delegate better. Absolutely. Awesome. And I'll say this when I was in uh, began my time as a communication director, one of the first things I had to learn was that my job was not knocking out a task list. My job was uh, doing two or three really big rock ideas uh, a day if, or more if I needed. But my job was to make those that I had on my team who were knocking out 50 and 60 items a day that made me feel jealous and, uh, and a little useless, to be honest, next to what they could put out in, in into the workforce. Um, they were knocking out 40 and 50 tasks a day and I'm doing like five. Oh my God, I'm so useless. And I had to step back and realize my job is to make sure that they can keep doing 40, 50, maybe 60 tasks, because if I don't do what I'm doing, they may only be able to do 20, 25, because my job is to work on the system. My, my job is to lead the team, set the vision. And it started to help me understand that as a, as a leader, when I start looking at my position, it's not always my responsibility to get the job done. It's to make sure the job gets done. And, and that's a different mindset I had to put around it. And delegation was what I had to start learning to do that. And, um, so anyway, I, I'm, I'm really thankful that Paul could be with us today. Thank you so much. Um, really had a great time talking to you and, um, of course get the show notes for this episode. We'll be back next week. Thank you guys so much for listening to the seminary of hard knocks podcast. I'm Seth. You can find me at Seth muse on Instagram, check out churchcomteam.com. I'd love to talk with you if your church needs some help with that. Um, and obviously Subscribe to this podcast if you found what you learned here or heard here today to be helpful. And I'll be back again next week. Thank you guys so much. Have a good one. Bye.